Got to put the microphone near my mouth. On on this former podcast I used to do, I hadn't I had like one of those like desk mics, and I um I like was always sounding really fuzzy. And I realized like thirty episodes in that I had the microphone tilted away from my face. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> wow. The that gay- makes me feel better though, like about my like inability to podcast properly. Like it takes time. It does take time. I mean, it's really, it's all about the sound. I was also reading about uh, the Radiolab guys who are like, you know, total like lib NPR people, but I guess one of them got the Genius Grant. So he got like $700,000 and he built a like podcasting studio in his house. And he was like, the sound still, still isn't really good, isn't very good. And I was like, wow, $700,000 can't even buy you a... Wait, wait, wait. hold on. First of all, you can you can use a MacArthur Genius Grant to just build a podcasting studio in your own house. You can use a MacArthur Genius Grant to like buy hookers and blow. Yeah, there's no what. They're just like you're smart. Here's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's no limits to it because part of it is supposed to be so you like don't have to work. You know, no strings attached. No strings attached. Yeah. Anyway, that's really... <laughs> I shouldn't have branded myself as low IQ. They never give me that now. They should never. start a grant for low IQ people. I feel like it's discrimination <laughs> that it's only for geniuses. <laughs> MacArthur retard grant. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, we're never going to get anything like that because our opinions are, are so, uh, you know, against the political orthodoxy of our time so i saw that like roxanne gay i'm gonna totally butcher this i i tweeted about it like when i saw it which was like in september and there's no way i'll find it now but she got some grant that was supposed to be like a free speech grant or something and then she was like tweeting about like silencing everyone with the wrong opinions and i was (laughs) like all right yeah she's she famously got milo's um Milo Yiannopoulos's book, uh, Silenced. And I, I don't, I'm not like a big Milo person or anything, but I was like, damn, I was like, he can't even, his book can't even get published. Like you can, you know what I mean? Like why can't his book get published? It's so right. Stupid. Like can't people choose not to read it? It's like, it's like there's this danger that they're going to get radicalized from it and they have to stop that <laughs> danger. <laughs> no one's going to get radicalized from that faggot. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> not that smart. Um, she, she tweeted something today that really, oh, no, this is going to be bringing up a dark hearted topic, whatever, I'll just say it. Um, she tweeted today a tweet that's going viral, Roxanne Gay, about how she went on a deep dive about how morgues only want to hire female assistants. Um, and I didn't Google why, but it was, it put some bad intrusive thoughts in my head. (laughs) I didn't see that. I try to avoid Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many people were retweeting it. And I was like, why is this on my timeline? I was like, I hate reading this over and over again. Like every time I see it, it makes me feel just awful. It's like, it's like being on gay Twitter when like the whole 
no loads refused come dumping is happening. <laughs> I, just I just can't see it all day, you know? It's well, I'm glad that, um, like, I posted about this the other day, but, like, so I blocked Ayala, not to get into Ayala discourse, but, like, I blocked her, like, ages ago. She's one of the few people that I blocked. Like, I never preemptively block. I've blocked, like, a couple people who were, like, harassing me and then, like, random zero follower accounts that were following me when I was private just because I was like oh like I don't want this to be like an like an IRL person like lurking or whatever but Ayala was like the only one that I preemptively blocked because she was just on my timeline so much like just other people like responding to her stuff that I was like I don't want to see this so I blocked her but you know when you block someone it does that annoying thing where it's like oh you can still see it like if you want like are you sure and like often I'd be like fuck it. I'm going to click on it. So I would click on it. But recently there was like some Ayala discourse going down and it wouldn't let me click on it. So I was like, huh, like what's that all about? So I navigated to her profile and it said that she blocked me. And I was like, I mean, good. Like the trash took itself out, but how did she even find me? Like if, like I blocked her like a year ago, how did she find me to block me? <laughs> I love finding when uh, big accounts have blocked me. I'm like, wow, I offended them somehow. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm like a nobody, you know? It's exciting. Yeah, it's validating. Yeah, she's... Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about her. I just think she's uh, really annoying, but I don't... I don't find her offensive or anything, you know? Do you even know who she is, A? Probably I, I literally have no idea who she is. I've seen, like, this one photo of her that's, like, her midsection, <laughs> sort of, with her tits. Like, that's about it. <laughs> She's, like, this, like, OnlyFans, like, sex worker woman. And I guess she went viral for saying she never showers. That's kind of the... That was yeah. kind of the thing. But she does these polls, like Twitter polls about like sex, basically. And they're all super depraved and they're all like weird, like rationalist shit. Like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, morality is all relative. And like, you know, sometimes maybe pedophilia or something could be permissible. And it's all like supposed to be a quote unquote thought experiment. And she does it in this this way that's like supposed to be it's just very pseudo intellectual. Like she's posturing as if she's a sociologist but it's a Twitter poll. And then she'll like be like, oh yeah, well the data shows. And it's like, your data doesn't show shit. Like everyone who follows you is like following you because you post nudes. Like stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she also posted this thing that really cringed me out about uh, like, she like records, like I guess all, all the things she does in a day and, or like in her life. And it was like, how many times she slept, how many times she had sex, how many times she pooped, how many times she showered. And I was like, oh my God. It was just, I was like, why are you putting all this stuff out in the world? It's disgusting. How is there a discourse surrounding this? I guess because guys are, you know, of course, like, you know, men, um, men TM just can't help but like constantly debate whether she's like hot or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like the whole, or like, is she a wood or is she a wooden or, you know, <laughs> that's I mean, all she's it like, is. She's not, not hot. She's had a lot of like plastic surgery, which she's been pretty open about, I think. But yeah, no, like she's, she's, a, she's not ugly. Like she's cute. She's a fine looking woman, but I'm just trying to explain to A why she has any level of right. platform. And it's well, I, pretty, I, I it's pretty much just I feel in my like status of not really knowing who she is. 
No, I missed yeah. that. Like, I didn't know who she was at one point. Like, the first time someone brought her up to me, I was living in, in ignorant bliss. But I just have this, like, compulsive desire to know. And, like, that's been my downfall with, like, everything. Like, everything on the internet. Like, it's like I would be better off not knowing. But, unfortunately, I just had to find out. Yeah. I dove into – I was actually going to bring this up as one of our topics because I dove into some, like – uh, dis- gay discourse today about that Se- that white Seattle gay that um, <laughs> sent his family that really long email about how he's going to disown them if they vote Republican. Um, and I guess for the listeners' sake, because we, we are we are kind of shooting the shit. Because I asked A and Cassandra if we could have a lighthearted episode, <laughs> so it's a little bit my fault. Um, well, that we, we might... had like a whole docket. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, like we gotta get Cassandra back on to talk about this. Okay, <laughs> like, we can st- we can still talk about Andrew Tate if you want. No, I mean, no, no. I'm just joking. It just we'll at least okay. we'll at least do Hulk Hogan. We'll at least do Hulk Hogan with a pussy. I just don't want to go. I just don't want to go into. Let's just do it now. <laughs> I, I just don't want to go into his like actual criminal allegations. I'd, I'd prefer to not go that deep. With well, it, I you know? I honestly don't really know that much about Andrew Tate. Like that Hulk Hogan with a pussy video is like the only one I've seen, and I've been like avoiding him on my timeline. But I feel like he's just so astroturfed, you know? Like he's another one of those like Lex Friedman guys who like like out of nowhere was like the whole feed was talking about it. I'm like, I don't know who this quote unquote Lex Friedman guy is. I don't know who this quote unquote Andrew Tate guy is. Like, why should I care? And it was even on my Instagram. Like I occasionally go on Instagram, see what the normies are up to. And even they were like all of a sudden, like one week crickets, no Andrew Tate. And then one week it was like, everyone hates Andrew Tate. And I was just like, okay, there's something really fake and sus about this. <laughs> well, there's always been something fake and sus about him. But Cassandra, do you want to, for the listeners, like just say what the video is? Do yeah. you want to like describe? Do you want to? Do you, are you willing to describe it? And then, and then, a, I am going to ask you where you fall in this. <laughs> uh, so just get ready for that. But do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tell them what the video? essentially I, depicts? I'll do the honors. I also have a funny not depraved not dark-hearted andrew tate little anecdote after hulk hogan pussy and then we can move on but okay (laughs) so yeah so basically this was the first andrew tate video that i ever clicked on i saw him on the timeline before and i was always like okay like who the fuck is this guy like just take one look at him and you're like this guy's not worth listening to but anyway i finally clicked on it and it was this video of him he was like what like on some sort of like (laughs) <laughs> rooftop but like he was talking about where his like bugatti gets parked i don't know apparently he talks about his bugatti a lot i wouldn't know but apparently he does and then he started and i've only watched it once so this is from memory was kind of saying in this very fucked up convoluted half british half american accent that sounded like shit that um it is less homosexual to have sex with a transvestite who looks like Megan Fox or Megan Fox with a penis. I think he said, so Megan Fox with a penis, that's less gay than having sex with a woman who is Hulk Hogan with a pussy, which I mean, like the, the visuals are potent. I'll give him that. 
Um, I don't think that either of those things exist, like in real life. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that I felt that. It okay, was wait, kind no, of a- you don't get you don't get out of this. A Hulk Hogan with a pussy or Megan Fox with a cock? <laughs> I'm not afraid of this question, and I think honestly, for me, the answer is uh, Megan Fox with the with the dick. Oh wow! <laughs> a is Her not ball. beating the gay allegations. <laughs> Curveball, curveball. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Now we can talk more about just the. But 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 my point here is that okay. First of all, he set it up as kind of a bait and switch because okay. Well, first of all, I wanted to just back up and say here for anyone who may not know, who isn't of the terminally online ilk. Is anyone listening to this not terminally? (laughs) Probably not, but you never know. (laughs) <laughs> this man is a essentially a literal CIA agent who is being sold to like the internet as a like manosphere figure, I guess. Um, and so, yeah. Anyways, this thing. Okay, first of all, he starts off by saying, "Would you rather bang as a one with a pussy or a ten with a dick?" Okay, but to me, a one is not like Hulk Hogan is not like a woman that's a one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's almost it's almost like it's almost like the setup was more: Would you bang a trans man? Some like you know what I mean? Like, like someone essentially who- a super hot like trans woman. Yeah, with like a penis or. An yeah. ugly woman, yeah. Okay. He, he, yeah, like you wouldn't think that when you're thinking of an ugly woman, you don't think right, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like no woman looks like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, well, right. Like maybe she's like morbidly obese and has <laughs> acne or some like whatever, you know. Not Hulk Hogan. I, I don't like, know. Is, I've like, I've seen some dykes like in my life who I, would like with like a Hulk full Hogan inch long like handlebar fuming <laughs> no, uh, but you know what i mean i've seen some like tr- like trucker vibe dykes i have seen yeah but i think life. that's still different i do think that the whole setup was very disingenuous but he was like oh like my the power of my brain is so much better the thing that got me about the whole thing was that he was like you know trying to convince all these other men to also say it and to me that's that just felt like supreme cope like, I just felt like it was like, okay, Andrew Tate, like, we get it. You want to fuck a hot tranny. That's fine. Go fuck a hot tranny. <laughs> right? You don't need all these other men to validate you and say, we'll do it too. Just go do it. It's fine. Live your life. <laughs> he does. I will say he does have chaser vibes. Like, I, you know, I, I do know trannies and the ones I know don't mind that word at all. Um, and Andrew Tate does have, like, tranny chaser vibes like he kind of looks like that dad in euphoria who's a total chaser you know yeah i mean i think that he just has kind of gay vibes in general like i again that was the only video that i've seen but i've seen like the pictures of him like hanging out with his bros wearing like nothing but like a plush white bathrobe and it's like okay honey like that that doesn't come across (laughs) as like straight alpha male you know and like actually one of my uh twitter friends commented on like i i had commented on the hulk hogan pussy video this is also part of the problem on twitter 
for some reason, every one of my like shitty, like quote tweets that I just like fire off when I'm annoyed about something and I'm like not trying to make it good. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I think I was like, what the fuck is this accent? Cause he had like just this weird accent that went viral. Like I mean, not viral, but it got like 500 likes. And it's like, I will craft like a, a tweet that I'm really proud of. I'm like, wow, like I'm really contributing to the discourse here. And it gets like 11 likes and I'm like, okay. But anyway, so I had commented on that one and then people were commenting on it, getting in debates about Hulk Hogan pussy and my mentions. And I was like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> but anyway, one of my friends told me, cause I guess she must know a little bit more of the Tate lore than I do. And this is getting a little bit closer to the dark sided thing. So we don't need to go too close to this. But um, that I guess when he was doing like cam girl stuff, like he was like managing these like cam girls that he was like trafficking or whatever. I guess like the girls would like, you know, show their bodies and stuff on camera, but him and the bros would be the ones talking to men on, on the chat. So like sexting with men on the chat, pretending to be the girls. Oh, interesting. And I just feel like this is all cope. Like he's sublimating his like chaser slash gay vibes like into everything that he does. Well, I actually have heard that that's a whole business like in Eastern Europe that like, the the pictures of the girls obviously are real pictures of real women but all the chatting is being done by just like sweaty like computer like mill farm guys like that's a thing you know i just wonder Um, if he's like being aroused by it like i wouldn't be shocked if he was probably i mean i'm sure a little bit. I mean, I know I know a gay guy who t- who tells this story that really cracks me up about how when he was like 13, he would like pretend to be like a 35-year-old divorced woman in Illinois and like AOL ch- and like AOL chat rooms. So Why Illinois? Tell- where was he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where he was living, but it was just kind of like cuz I don't want to dox him at all, so I'm just going to pretend I don't know. But But, but not I think Illinois the- basically. Not Illinois, yeah. And, like, the joke, like, he loved it. I mean, like, he, you know, he was definitely, like, figuring out he was gay, of course, and wanted to talk to these men. And so he would just pretend to be, like, old, like, for his age, old divorcees and, like, talk to these, like, guys, you know? He should have gotten some, like, Walmart gift cards out of it. I think he did get some stuff. But this was, like, early days, you know? Like, the internet, people didn't have, like, a wish lists and venmos and all that I stuff like i remember I tried, I, oh, oh go ahead sorry oh i just wanted to say i tried to see if i had enough clout to get someone to buy me something today because i really wanted the lana, del rey, <laughs> the, the, lana, the lana del rey like pill uh case so i tweeted about it and i was like i'm really poor right now can, like which is kind of true like i have like kind of fucked up my money situation for this month i was like can someone buy me the lana del rey pill case and like no one responded so i was like i guess i'm not at that level yet you know? oh, it's okay you'll get there you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but um no what i was gonna say was i remember i don't know who posted this it, it was like <clears throat> online somewhere like I, I assume on twitter um but it was like some guy talking about the early days of the internet and i love the topic of the early days of the internet i could like wax poetic about that but um yeah, it was, like, this guy talking about how when he was, like, 13, he, like, went into AOL, like, chat rooms and pretended to be much older. Not – he didn't pretend to be a woman. He pretended to be just older than he was but himself and um, probably used fake pictures but, like, you know, was still a man and started talking with some, like, 30-something-year-old lonely, like, divorcee woman and they, like, fell in love 
And then like he ultimately admitted that he was 13 and then like stopped talking to her. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. Imagine how traumatizing that would be if you were her. You're like, am I a pedo? <laughs> wow. Or I mean, yeah, that sorry. Would, I, I mean, keep using British terminology. Yeah. <laughs> that would fuck me up for life. I, my friends have this joke because I have such a guilt-oriented personality. Like, I would Uber myself to Rikers. Like, I would... <laughs> I would just like pay like a two hundred dollar Uber because I'm like I'm always I'm always like literally talking to my friends about stuff that I feel guilty about. That's usually like stuff I have no reason to feel guilty about. So that's like a that's become a joke. They're like, oh, f- in one of his Uber himself to Rikers days, <laughs> pre- present himself for <laughs> imprison imprisonment. Um, Lock me up, daddy. <laughs> it is actually you know what you know what speaking of rikers it's gonna be a hard left sorry guys but uh a lib story that kind of went away was how like earlier like late last year like rikers was essentially like out of government control it was being like run by the gangs <laughs> and there was like there was like factions running like portions of the island and like there was like no like the guards couldn't even enter certain buildings and shit like that and that's like totally been like memory holds. I'm like, what happened? You know? Yeah. I mean, in general, like the government is the gangs, you know. I know. It was just that the article was just so like harrowing, but you're right, who knows? I mean, yeah. The guards probably are in the gangs some of the time, right? I would guess. Oh, for sure. And I feel like, like I vaguely the- remember that article, but yeah. I like I feel like I saw it once and then it went away. So I guess you're right. It was memory holes. <laughs> <laughs> they just bombed the whole the whole island. Um okay, okay back to the tape. one thing yeah, I, I have the one thing I have to give Andrew Tate credit for with all this is that just the phrase like Hulk Hogan with a pussy <laughs> is like legitimately pretty like iconic. It is iconic. It's very, it's very Trump coded. It's like kind of like the good old days of Trump. You know what I mean? I was literally thinking that. Like it's like yeah, adding like a new phrase into the zeitgeist that I think will endure. <laughs> yeah, Trump was great at that. Trump was great at like and you know like alternative facts. Although that was Kellyanne Conway. But anyway, like they they all those people were really good at injecting stuff into the into the whole thing. Um, I was just gonna agree with Cassandra that uh, the whole like silk bathrobe thing is so gay. Like I even, I even like before I decided I couldn't read more, I was looking at like pictures of him and there's lots of pictures of him like in the bathrobe, like watching a movie, (laughs) like watching a movie with a bunch of chicks. And I was like, it honestly looks like me at like a, the girl, like a girl sleepover with my friends, like something I've done. Like the one, the one gay who's like, doing the girls night you know what i mean yeah. that's, <laughs> like, that's exactly what, it, what i thought <laughs> that's, what it, that's like what it looks like you know um but yeah i also agree with a and have for a long time just assumed that he's a total psyop fed cia well fed. this ties into what i was going to say before my little andrew tate anecdote that has nothing to do with hulk hogan pussy or anything So one of my friends here, who's kind of like a normie conservative type, I think I screenshot this to you guys. It was like right after the whole Hulk Hogan pussy like dropped. And I like this guy texted me and he just goes, do you know who Andrew Tate is? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I know who Andrew Tate is, unfortunately. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was just going to send you this video about Hulk Hogan pussy. 
And I was like, oh, no, I've seen it, unfortunately. Um, but he was like, he was saying, not only does he think that Andrew Tate is a psyop, he thinks that Andrew Tate is not real. He was like, Andrew Tate's not real, which made me laugh because it reminded me of our OG podcast together, Mountains Aren't Real. <laughs> so I was like, we could call this podcast, Andrew Tate is not real. Um, but yeah, he thinks that Andrew Tate is like an AI, like deep fake. <laughs> I actually called the podcast Skinny Legend just to troll you, Cassandra. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have to keep that name. I just I just did that because I, I did think that was really funny. Oh, no, yeah, I love I mean, it. I love leaning into my own humiliation. It's fine. Well, we, all, I mean, we also had um, Tate's Taint. Oh, yeah, I Tate's thought, Taint. And then I oh, also that, thought of bro, Brophy's Choice. Ropey's choice. That's that's really good. Tate's taint is funny because there's this other video that went around gay Twitter. Uh, I'll just I I think I feel like part of what I do is expose my straight friends like you guys to like the disgusting depravity of gay Twitter. But there was this other video going around of of Tate talking to some like Twitch streamer guy, and he's in the bathroom and he's sitting on some couch. <laughs> Why and- is he always in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. And at one point he stands up and this like Twitch streamer guy who's like some 25 year old like kid looking guy like Tate stands up and leaves the screen goes somewhere else and the guy goes and smells his chair seat. (laughs) And that was going like all around gay Twitter like what the fuck is this? Actually like like, to be honest I think I did see that I'll I'll own up to that. So I don't. I think know. as yeah. an e-girl, there's like the Venn diagram of Twitter, like e-girl Twitter and gay Twitter do intersect. <laughs> no, they do. Yeah, they I, do. I managed to avoid that one. Yeah. Now. Well, you don't. Our feeds look really different because often, a, I'm I'm sending you stuff that you're like, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> see that. So, um, I guess if I had a choice, uh, not that anyone asked me, between Hulk Hogan with a pussy or Megan Fox with a dick, <laughs> I think I too would choose Megan Fox with a dick. So, you know, it would be a novel experience probably. But I think that shows that it's it's the it's kind of gay. Not that you were being gay. Too <laughs> is just that she's like hotter than Hulk Hogan is. Just like in general. <laughs> yeah, they should have chosen like a hot man with yeah. <laughs> I understand I understand because I think we're both thinking about aspects of it that would like that could in theory work for us, like gun to our head. And like I'm like, well, the dick would work for me. Um and you know, for you, you're probably like the face and the boot. Well, I could just but- kind of like um <laughs> I, I could just like diplo it, you know, just like Oh yeah. This is a good segue to diplo. Oh my god, love it, love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you like don't look in the eye. Yeah, know? just like do it in the dark eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just. And now we're really just sticking with the topic. Then we'll do. <laughs> then we'll do. Then we'll do Rachel Bilson and Cassandra can tell you guys all how to come without having to have oral sex. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So Diplo did an interview with Emrata, who is like become so annoying. Uh, maybe the. I don't even want to give her the title of e-girl because she's Oh my just... god, wait though, cute. This makes me nervous because I feel like she's become annoying because she's overexposed and I'm like going to be overexposed soon. This is like my fourth pod this week. <laughs> don't worry. You're you're um, um, planets away from Emrata levels of overexposed. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen we've seen Emrata like naked like thousands of times. That's um, true. That's true. Which you have I, I think you'll never succumb. I don't think you'll ever show your body on the internet. Um, 
but you know, we'll see. We, I, 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 you I, never I know. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like your personality, but um, I, I hope it never happens. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she has a podcast too, I guess, because you know this is like the this is like the every man's art form. Anyone can really do it. Um, and she was uh, interviewing Diplo. And basically Diplo said, um, I'm sure my, I'm sure I've had my dick sucked by a guy. And she said, and she said, you're not sure. And he goes, well, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't look him in the eye, it's not gay. Um, that's not even he- the same as not being sure. Like at that point, it's like, I am sure I just didn't look. Well, that's the funny thing. Cause she didn't really press that, which that, that I would have really pressed. Like I would have been like, well, what do you mean? You're not sure. Like, like, are you talking like you've been involved in some like crazy drug fueled like sex orgy things? Which I I think is believable get, you know, with who he oh, was. Oh, for sure. I would be and, shocked if he hasn't done that. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, are you truly like, yeah, in the midst of my like insane like Molly roll drunk sex fest? Like, I I actually am not truly sure who was sucking my dick at at what point. Um, which seems like possible, but she didn't even follow up to try to get the goods, you know? I was annoyed by that. Like, I really wanted that line of questioning to continue. Okay, I mean, she got the quote, though. She did get the quote. And then she got him to say that, like, he thinks he's straight, but there's, like, a couple guys he could actually be in a relationship with. And that's, and that's like, what he said. Again, honestly, there's always just a chance that this was, like, something his, like, agent thought of or something. Well, okay, here's the the Twitter psyop thing that I was seeing, like that people are claiming, is that there's some I don't know anything about it, and I refuse to Google it because I'm so tired of talking about sexual violation, which Twitter loves to talk about. But I guess there's some sort of like accusations out there about him. Um, so people were saying like maybe his agent was like, oh, just be be a little faggy, and that'll sort of you know, <laughs> like immune immune you from the like whatever those are. So it's possible that I that mean, happened. honestly though, yeah, like when was the last time you heard about Diplo? You know, I was about he, to say he that. Like I, the, guys, I he was in the Madonna video. I don't know. I I honestly I forgot. We recorded a pod on it. You were oh no, that was with Tucker. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't mix up us e girls. We're all different. You know? um, yeah, no, I I forgot who Diplo was. Who is Diplo? Like, I I mean, I know he's like a musician, but like, is he like an EDM guy? Yeah, kind of. He did um that one famous song. What is it? I don't remember, but this is really showing Cassandra's like half half a decade age younger than us thing. Because Diplo was <laughs> Diplo was huge when you and I were like. Really I mean, funny. I was like vaguely aware of him. I think he produced. Um, what is what is her name that like? Uh, y'all know MIA. Yes, that he produced that MIA record. Yeah, they were dating, and he produced that huge MIA record. Yeah. I went to like three MIA shows. I'm really, really dating myself now. Well, um, MIA is like based now. Like she, I know, was like she, anti-vax and stuff. I mean, yeah, she's whatever. She has a kid with a billionaire, but sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like when you Diplo was always her DJ at the at her shows. So that's how I knew Diplo. I knew Diplo from, mm. and he produced Paper Planes, which was a total 
I think it still slaps and it was a banger at the time, you know? So anyway, that's, that's, um, I think he's hot. I, my take on this, and I know neither of you are going to like this because, uh, we've talked about sexuality on here before, but my take is that like guy, straight guys who partied, who were really cool and did a lot of drugs and partied with a bunch of gay guys because that's who their girlfriends who were also partiers partied with have had a, a same sex experience probably at least once. That's my take. I mean, I'm not like shocked by that. Like I, yeah. Like, like how I wouldn't be shocked by like anything that Diplo said. It was more just the way he said it. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying like, this is the one like caveat that I think like people are like, Oh, if, it's, if a guy does this, he's not straight anymore. And I'm like, I don't know if a 21 year old guy like makes out with a dude or like in some crazy drug fueled situation, <laughs> let a guy give him a blowjob. Like, I don't think that makes him gay, especially in that like kind of like youthful flu- fluid. I, sometimes phase. what you learn is that you're not really into it. You know? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. No, that, I, that... I, I do agree with that. I think that if, if you're like continuing to pursue it, then that's gay. But if it was like a one-off like drunken thing, like, no. Yeah, like I've eaten one pussy and I found that I was <laughs> and I found that I wasn't into it, you know, like I didn't want I didn't want to keep doing that. But like many dudes I know, like many dudes I know who are totally straight, like a hundred percent straight, I believe them, I know they are, have had like a singular, you know, and not fucking a guy, of course, but like, right, right. like but like a making out with a guy or letting their gay friend like give them a blowjob in like a very like party setting i'm describing a specific type of experience here not like not like getting into some debauched uh party yeah stories. i don't know i mean i think that, that yeah there's that and then you couple that with like the discourse that it's like oh sexuality is all on a spectrum and whatever and like all of that is being like force fed down people's throats like i'm not surprised that a lot of people end up like experimenting whether it is like with drugs or they're using the drugs in order to then like justify experimenting or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. It makes sense to me that it happens. It doesn't necessarily render them quote unquote gay forever. Permanently (laughs) gay. But also (laughs) coming in with the defense of it's not gay if you don't look them in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that'd be one thing if he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was like a crazy night or whatever, you know. But yeah, saying like, well, you know, just don't look him in the eye and it's all, you know, whatever. That to me does indicate it may have been more of a recurring. I also agree with that. Some kind of uh, ra- sort of rationale for. Right. Well, that's very like like Perry coded, very like yeah. right wing Twitter guy, like towel boy coded. Is that that whole argument that like it's that and which is like which Feels we have all good, man, yeah, which we have all said is like not true. Like that does make you gay if you're continually if you're seeking it out. Yeah, if you're seeking it out, it makes you gay. If it happens in a sort of <laughs> I mean like I used to make out with chicks like when I was that's like, what I'm saying yeah, I was like, about to say Cassandra I'm sure you've at least made out with a girl I mean that's I'm, I'm sure we're not gonna get into good. the Cassandra sexual history on this pod but yes I have, I have made out with a girl or two or yeah 
(laughs) (laughs) That for girls, that's like par for the course. Yeah, it's normal. Like in, I remember like not to get too deep into it, but yeah, there was this one girl that I was like making out with when I was 20 at a bar. She was my friend. Like we were just like drunk, like, ha this is funny. But she was like way too into it. Like she kept being like, oh, let's make out to get guys to buy us drinks. And I was like, we don't need that. And I, I just felt like she was using that as an excuse. Like she wanted to make out, you know? <laughs> Honestly, like she has some game, you know? <laughs> she, she, she made it happen. Yeah, there was like this other time, like after that, that she tried. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then she ended up like doing it to my other friend. And then they made out for like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, neither of you are straight. You're both getting way too into this. I mean, I've had, I've definitely had that experience where I've made out with guys at a party, like, like, because, you know, I was always like trying to do that too. I was like, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if we made out? And like, they, you know, it would like happen for like, you know, five seconds, but then like, I would be like really into it and they'd be like, whoa, yeah, that was, that was it. That was the, (laughs) those five seconds were the, (laughs) that's where it's ending. Ah, I said my name. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now I did it to myself. Every episode. You did it earlier too. So this is the second. Oh, really? (laughs) Really? I didn't catch it the first time. About myself. Yeah. Oh, I'll shit. listen. I'll listen back through. All right. All right. Oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I well. should have called it out. I'm not. I'm not up to date on the calling out of. It's uh, fine. Ed- just, just, just bleep them, a eh? because I think it's funny. I think <laughs> okay. it's funny to like not like ruin the rhythm of the conversation. You know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Diplo. So I don't know. I think he's hot. I mean, that's <laughs> I, if if people want my take, I would. I would blow Diplo and he wouldn't have to look me in the eyes. I mean, (laughs) it's not like I haven't, you know, had that exact experience before. So I've, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely blown guys who refuse to look me in the eye. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not like a completely foreign, foreign thing for me. (laughs) but that's like Uh he could get head from a girl like so easily you know what i mean that's the other thing it's like yeah that's true like i'm sure he had like groupies back in the day yeah oh i'm sure girls were like offering to blow him like left and right i mean when he was like really big i think the thing is though that like this is kind of like the elite depravity uh argument it's like the more elite you get and like the more sex you have like eventually like just normal like sex like doesn't do it for you anymore yeah well and it's just like the party lifestyle hedonism you're always just chasing like ever more kind of extreme pleasure and whatever you know yeah and i do think you can get sort of desensitized to just like normal i mean i certainly like uh, you know i said i wouldn't talk about my own depravity but i'm already doing it like i certainly felt that like you know eventually just like you know, having sex with, like, a hot dude, like, didn't really work anymore. Like, I was, like, I need to be, like, chained up with (laughs) clothespins on my nipples. Like, you know, like, it's it's true. Like, at a certain point, you just get, you do, you can get really desensitized, which is why I think it's healthy to, like, have some sexual restraint. I think it's good. Well, it's, like, the same as, like, the whole escalation effect with porn. Like, I, and, like, I obviously have, like, deep dived all of this because I'm, like, terminally online and, like, interested in this topic. But, um, 
I've even heard it from guys and like, like that I'm friends with, like just talking to them about it. They're like, Oh yeah. Like I used to watch like normal porn of like, just like a man and a woman, like having sex. And it was fine. And like, all of a sudden, like you're deep down this rabbit hole of the most depraved shit ever. And it's like, how did I get here? I'm not talking like pedophilia or anything like disgusting, but like, just like, you know, like you're getting to some weird kink. And I think that's how a lot of people develop weird kinks because it's like, you know, you watch too much porn or you have too much like casual sex or whatever. And it just leads you to seeking this like new novel thing. And then it's like, well, where am I? (laughs) Every single guy I know has admitted to that, like jacking off to something. And then afterwards being like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, especially when you're young and you watch like a lot of porn, you know, it's so accessible. Yeah. It's so accessible. You're seeing it from the time you're like 12, you know, it's just, yeah. Eventually, okay, you're... depressing. Like I hate thinking about it. I hate thinking about how like I know it's as young sad. as like it's eight sad. years old. Like these days, right? Like have fucking cell phones in their pocket that have like a veritable library of hardcore porn. Like it's like, did you see that TikTok that was going around on Twitter that was like people would play the Pornhub like intro music and like kids would recognize it. And I was like, Oh my God, like I need to log off from it. Like this is going to black pill me. Like I don't want to bring kids into this world. If this is like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I can't know about this. Yeah. Um, don't let it black pill you. You should, if you want children, you should, you should have them. (laughs) That's my opinion. Um, I think I want more, uh, people whose opinions I like to have kids so if that's something you want Cassandra you should it is yeah it. I need to find a husband first but you know <laughs> 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 um so do you want to do you want to do Rachel Rachel Bilson and tell us your big theory about angles yes and okay so like this is such a depraved sexual podcast we were like we're not going to talk about sex we're not going to talk about sexual <laughs> politics and like here we are but um okay yeah we've we've steered that, I think that was always a farce i was like what are what what are we gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> like, i feel like we've steered clear of like the worst like yeah you know, no we're keeping it fun yeah. we're keeping it fun uh-huh. but like probably more depraved than i normally am because i thought about um tweeting about this rachel bilson thing but then i was like no do i really want to like throw my hat into the ring and like talk about sex on the timeline like no I feel like on the timeline, I'm very sex negative, actually. Like, it, it, I'm not, like, necessarily sex negative, like, IRL, but it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm often talking about, like, porn and all this, like, horrible stuff that I'm, like, I hate this. Anyway, the point is, the Rachel Bilson thing. Uh, yeah, you have you have to say, we have to try, because, like... I'll explain say, it, yeah. Yeah, you so. have to explain it and also remind people who she is, because not everyone's going <laughs> to, not everyone's going to remember. Okay, so Rachel Bilson was Summer from the O.C., there we go. And, um, <laughs> you know, she was like big in like the 2000s and like, you know, this cute brunette actress. And she was married to Adam Brody from the OC, I think, or dated him for a long time. And I think she yeah. also dated or was married to Hayden Christensen. So she like yes. famously. She's had some hot guys. Yeah. Like she's been with these hot guys. Right. And then like a couple of years, I think she's like in her early 40s now. And a couple of years ago, she started dating Bill Hader, the comedian. Oh. And obviously, he's not, like, conventionally, like, known as, like, a Hollywood hottie. I don't think that he's, like, bad looking. But you know what I mean? Like, compared to the other guys that she's dated, like, he's not, like, conventionally hot. Oh, you're and, right. She's older than I thought. She is 41. And yeah. They have, and they have – who does she have a kid with? She has one kid. 
I don't anyway, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious though. I want to know who her baby daddy is. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so she dated oh, she, her, her, her kid. Sorry. 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 Her kid, her kid is, her kid is with Hayden Christensen, not Bill Hader. Yeah, so no, they, she, she only dated Bill Hader for like a year or two or something. Like it was like, it wasn't as long-term as the other guys. Both, anyway. her, both her and Hayden Christensen share their only child together. They each have one and that's the same kid. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she, she started dating Bill Hader a couple years ago. And I remember at the time, like there was like online discourse about it. Like women like goofy men, which we talked about in the last pod. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. So like good for her, good for Bill Hader. Like I'm sure they had fun. And then anyway, it came out recently. She did some interview or something. I didn't actually read the interview. I just saw the tweet. But um, it's like it's like on Twitter when it's like you're retweeting something and it's like, do you want to read the article first? And it's like, nah, I'm just going to respond. But um, yeah, she said something about how she like hadn't had an orgasm from sex until she was 38 years old. And then people like did the math and they found out that was like when she dated Bill Hader. So then everyone was like, Bill Hader is like a Chad, like. Bill Hader's like slinging dick, like you know. <laughs> and um, something happened, Cassandra. Where now you're extremely loud. By the way, yeah, I something changed, what. and now you sound really. Oh my god! So I'm like screaming about slinging dick. Like <laughs> <laughs> Bill Hader. Oh my god! How... Moved, I don't know. If, I don't know if you moved something or what, but oh my god, this is so humiliating. Am I am I normal now? <laughs> Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're back. You're good. You're good. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I was just like gesticulating wildly, so I'm sure something happened. But um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this came out, and everyone was saying that, and you know, it's not that I disagree. Like, I'm really glad for her and Bill Hader that they had such good sex or whatever. But my take on it was like a little bit more nuanced. And I've talked to some of my female friends about this, not even in the context of this, like prior to all this coming out, that it's like a lot of women have this weird narrative that they they firmly believe that they can't have an orgasm from sex, like from like P and V, you know? And I just think that that's fundamentally untrue. And it's not because I'm like, oh, it's like the whole G-spot thing, like whatever. No, it's just that... Okay, so women believe that they can only like come from oral, right? And many women I, I know do say yeah, that. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I've heard. Many women I know say that too. Many women I know have like literally never had one. Like I remember when I was in college, like so many women would say that, but they were like having casual sex all the time. Um, and yeah, so okay, it's easier for a lot of women to come from oral or whatever. And I don't want to get into the whole this isn't a fucking like cosmo pod. <laughs> like we don't need to get into like the graphic details. As to why, I'm just saying that actually a lot of women probably can come from sex and they just don't realize it because they've bought into this narrative that they can only come from oral or whatever. And it's all about the angles. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Well, it's very antinatalist. I think that's why so many (laughs) articles are like into that because, yeah, it's like, like there was that whole really depraved, like, I forget, like, tweet from, like, I don't know if this person was a rad femme or what, but she was, like, honestly, it's so horrific that, um, you know, husbands expect their wives to always have penetrative sex, and, like, that should not be, like, the norm. Like, they should be having other types of sex. And, like, people, of course, like, dragged this tweet, like, across Twitter, because it's, like, 
so retarded and stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, women like want to have that that right. kind of sex yeah. with, <laughs> with their husbands. It's like really important. It's like an important part of their uh, identity and sexuality with their with their husbands. And it's just anyway. But um, I do think there's this weird. Uh, it's kind of like goes back to like Andrea Dworkin, this like weird idea that like there's something like inherently like unpleasurable and perhaps even violent about penetrative sex for women and that like that shouldn't be normative sex. And and I find it kind of absurd because like I can't think of anything that's like more natural. Right. Than that. right. It's like it's like arguably like the one like nature ordained like form of sex. <laughs> No, I mean, I have so many takes on this, but I don't want to get too deep into like talking about like the vagina, like or whatever on this (laughs) pod. But I have so many takes on this because actually it is natural for women to be able to like orgasm during penetrative sex. Like it it literally is. There are like uh, physiological like mechanisms that exist for that to happen that actually helps with pregnancy. Like literally there's like so much to talk about there. Um, and I think that it's like a weird psyop that women have been taught to believe that that can't happen or that they can only come from oral and so that they don't really try. And then I think that on top of that psyop, so many women are just so disembodied these days. Like so many women, first of all, like they're like looking at themselves from out of body during sex, the whole pornification of it all. You know what I mean? Like they're, they know that like men consume porn. They want to look a certain way. They're so hyper attuned to how they look during sex that they're not like enjoying like the actual, like how it feels or whatever. (laughs) And on top of that, like women are on birth control. Women are on SSRIs. Like there are so many things that are kind of coalescing together to make women divorced from like their own bodies and enjoyment and their pleasure and like whatever. Anyway, I think that it's just like a weird psyop and it makes me sad because I think that a lot of women would enjoy like having normal straight sex a lot more if they could like get cut past all of that. Anyway, I'm happy for Rachel Bilson. Good for her. She figured it out. (laughs) But like, yeah, there are so many women in my life who told me that they couldn't. And like, I was like, dude, like try this or whatever. And then they did. And they were like, oh, wow. Yeah, that actually worked. So anyway, if you're actually a girl and you're interested, hit me up. If you're a man, please do not slide into my DM. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's also like, it's a very like, you know, it's so entrenched in our culture. Like, if you think about it, there was that whole Friends episode about how like men can fake orgasms too, and all the jokes about how women <laughs> fake orgasms because they just want the sex to be over with at some point, so they need to like you know, <laughs> draw it to a, draw it to a close. There's just like constant jokes about it, you know? So I do, I do agree that it's a, it's definitely a, a thing. Um, but I would imagine, or I'd like to imagine that in long-term committed relationships, I guess not for Rachel Bilson, but in long-term committed relationships, men and women figure this out. I'd like to imagine that, but I could be wrong. I mean, I think certainly in many cases, although (laughs) almost certainly also not every case. Definitely not in every case. I have a lot of friends who like, again, I'm getting way too deep into sex talk, but like 
I have friends who you're not you're not being you're not being explicit at all just to reassure you no it's it's interesting yeah it's interesting yeah I have friends who have told me that like the majority of the sex that they have with their long-term partners is not penetrative like long-term male partners like it's like oh I'll give him a hand job or maybe occasionally a blow job and he'll like eat me out or finger me or whatever and they're not actually having like quote-unquote like real sex and I'm like, okay, to me, that's like weird in a long-term relationship, but it's like, yeah, because they, I don't know, haven't figured that out or like a lot of these women are also on birth control and SSRIs and all of that. And that can make it a lot more difficult. So, but yeah, I don't know. It just makes me sad. It makes me sad for the state of women. And like, yeah, I look back to women that I was friends with in college who were like having a lot of casual sex and like never really getting anything out of it. All they were getting out of it was validation like you know like it was like affection or validation it was like the closeness of like cuddling after and it's like at what cost (laughs) yeah Uh, or just like purely just uh well and i think enjoying enjoying being desired you know yeah of course oh no uh it's hard to figure that out with casual sex i i would think is kind of the other aspect of it too Totally. I feel like it's easier to in the context of a relationship. Of course. Of course. That's always true. I mean, yeah, no, I think- it makes me sad how many women have like so many casual sexual experiences before their first serious relationship. Yeah, I, it is sad. I mean, I don't think it's a good thing, but we can't, you know, the thing, the thing I've learned about like working with uh, kids is that it doesn't really, I mean, not that I am just to be clear talking to any kids about this, but it doesn't matter how, how much advice you give kids. They're still gonna, you know, they're still gonna do stupid, do stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you, you could tell them like the whole deal, their deal, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, everyone I knew, especially growing up in a conservative state, like, was told, like, oh, you should, you know, wait to have sex at least until you're in love with someone, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, once high school hit, it was, like, that was, you know, that was sort of out the window for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think that there's, like, any, like, major way to stop it. Kids are going to do what they're going to do, teenagers, whatever. But, like, yeah, I, I think that it's just the undeniable truth that casual sex will always be much better for the man than it is for the woman and of course, especially and I, if the woman doesn't know her own body or whatever like then it's kind of like you're just kind of lying there and as you said enjoying being desired i think that that's like the fundamental component of a lot of casual sex that young women have just wanting to yeah. be wanted wanting to be loved you know totally and i think that like you kind of have to go through a journey of like figuring that out for yourself and like almost everyone I know like did figure that out pretty quickly I think casual sex for women especially ends often by their mid-20s at the latest you know what I mean like at that point they're like it's not worth it I, I want to be in a relationship but maybe that's optimistic but that's what I've observed <laughs> no I would agree with that I got in a fight with some like right-wing men on Twitter last year about this because they posted like there was some TikTok that was like these women who were like in college, like they were like 18 or something. And they had, you know, it was like their apartment, like their dorm, and it was like full of like booze. And apparently they had some like sex chart or something like <laughs> on their whiteboard that was like chronicling how many men like they had like slept with or something. And anyway, it was like obviously sad and abject. Like it didn't look super fun. Like it, 
took me back to being in college and being around a lot of abjection, you know, like I obviously like at, at parties, like there's a lot of gross shit that goes down, but, um, but yeah, like these guys were like, Oh, these women are so depraved. They're broken forever. They'll never pair bond again. They'll never fall in love. Like they're just broken. And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I definitely phrased it in a much more articulate way. I can't remember. This was literally a year ago. But I was just kind of like, it seems like really extreme to claim that like none of these women, like that they're like unsavable, that they'll never find love. Like I was like, I knew a lot of women like this in college and they're married with kids now. Like, what do you say about that? It's like, so, It's so stupid. The whole point of being young is you experiment a lot. You try a lot of things. You do a lot of things that you end up, you know, kind of understanding you don't really like or don't really want to do. And then you grow up. I mean, that's just part of growing up. It's like the idea that anything you do when you're super young, like ruins you for life is like really retarded and dumb. And like, and it's also very unchristian. Like it's like, okay, so you <laughs> think is. people are like irredeemable. I thought you were like a trad LARPer with a, like a cross in your bio. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, and I do actually know people like very close in my life who did, who waited. I mean, I, I have some very religious friends who like waited to have sex until marriage and um, that's great for them, but I don't think they necessarily have like better or happier marriages than people who didn't. I mean, like once you find ha that happiness, you find that happiness, you know what I mean? Like however you, however you reached it. So I don't know. That's just my that's, I, I know people who were huge, massive sluts and got married, had kids, love their life. And I know right. people who, <laughs> and I know people who were virgins when they got married and also love their marriages and are happy. And, you know, so it's like, I just think, you know, people have different paths to, to their. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can, it, you need to have the experience to understand that it, maybe it isn't like what you really want to do with your life, but like, whatever, you know? Okay. Thank you. Cause that's exactly what I was trying to say in the post. And I kept getting dogpiled on, but I was like, okay, like think about it, like in the same way as like a political journey. Right. So like, you know, a lot of us came to our current positions by being libtards before, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the same thing. Like, and I, I actually respect people a lot more when they kind of grew to their current you know, conclusions or whatever through experience. Not that I disrespect people who always, you know, were raised a certain way and they mm. like retained that ideology or whatever. But I do think that there's something to be said about people who maybe had a different ideology or a different path at some point, learned from it, and then like extrapolated new conclusions from that. I don't know. It's like you learn no, from experience. No, I definitely like, agree. It's much more nuanced. Yeah, I think that's healthy even. I even think that's healthy sexually. Like it's like it's like one of my like issues with like um you know, like the way this has kind of died out, but like the way that like people used to talk about like enthusiastic consent and stuff. I'm like, you know, at sometimes when you're really young, you're just like open you're open to trying something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that that's I think that's good. Like, I think that's like an okay thing to be like, I think it's okay to be open to trying something and then like learn from it and like kind of figure out who you are that way. Like, I think that's a, um, a natural evolution, you know, of like yourself and figuring out who you are like romantically and sexually and stuff like that. So 
I don't yeah, know. I mean, looking back to like when I was younger, like there's no way that I would have enthusiastically consented to anything because I didn't know what anything was. Like there's a certain passivity <laughs> about being young. I like when I was a teenager, I never watched porn. Like the first time I ever had any experience with like a man, like I had never watched porn. I didn't know what to expect. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like enthusiastic consent almost reads as this like Cosmo article that's like, fuck yeah, like do this. And it's like, I don't know. Like I'm just... I'm just figuring it out, man. Like, I'm just trying. I'm just trying things out. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a normal way of being, and it's like, and I think it's like fine. And I don't think it's bad to talk to kids about enthusiastic consent and all that. I mean, I'm not like I think it's like you know, kids should like hear about this stuff. But I'm also just like you know, the, the lived reality of most people is they're just fumbling around. I think it's and, a little ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, the, just the lived reality yes, is your... Yes, I your... consent to having intercourse. Do you also <laughs> consent? Yes. Okay, also, like, just off of that, like, the whole weird, like, lib rhetoric around consent where it's like, can I kiss you or can I whatever, like... That is like such a turnoff. Like, yes. I'm sorry, but like, if we're it is a turnoff, if we're like alone together and like there's a vibe, and you ask me if you can kiss me, like you just <laughs> killed the vibe. Like you should understand the vibe. And I get it. The whole like uh, like certain right wing men will be like, oh, well, I don't know. You can't do anything these days because you'll get me too. Sorry that you don't have game. Like I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> also, like I, I also I like hate to say it, but like I. How, you know, especially being closeted, like I had tons of experiences where I was fucking terrified of like what was, you know, going to happen. And I, uh, you know, went through with it and was like, sure. And like at the end of the day, I'm like, happy I did that. You know what I mean? Like it, like it, I broke, th I was in certainly no way enthusiastic. I was scared <laughs> of like what my, like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, right. this could be really like bad. I could go to hell, whatever the shit that I thought, but I'm like happy that I like broke through the barrier and like tried something and, you know, it, it brought me a little further along on my, my journey. And, you know, now I'm in a long-term relationship with a man and I'm really happy. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it's good to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's also complicated. I love how we like, literally, I was like, let's not talk about any of this. And now we're talking about enthusiastic <laughs> consent. Um, do you guys, but I think this is, I actually liked this talk. This was sweet. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to, um, do you want to talk about the guy's email as like a funny, like last segment or? <laughs> Yeah, let's I, do it. Uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's a funny last segment, <laughs> and it kind of harkens back to like a, a, a thoughts and prayers um, early episode we did on Sydney Sweeney when everyone was like she needs to she needs to dis <laughs> disown her um, her uh, like, lib fam or whatever. First thing I want to say before I do that, I want to say that everyone should Google the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, office picture. <laughs> She has a picture of a of, of a child who looks dead in a suitcase on her. Oh my god, wall. I saw that. Is that real? That's real. It's from an artist. It's from a real artist. It's a real photo of a real child. Literally, what the fuck? It's it's crazy. The child's not actually dead, according to Jamie Lee Curtis, but it's a it's a depraved. But why would you have that on your wall? That's like the Podesta shit. It's totally like the Podesta shit. Anyway, people should Google it because she's a freak. Um. Okay. I. I. I think. Oh she's... my God. That is. 
It's very disturbing. I don't know why anyone would put that on their wall anywhere in their house. It's like in like, a yeah, whether it's real bag. or not. Like, why do you want to see that? I don't know. It's That's it's bad art, I guess. Um, so anyway, Google that because our listeners will love some satanic conspiracy theories. Okay, I'm gonna read this guy. I'm I'm just gonna. I guess I'll just read it. Why not? This guy is that is that too much? Can, do you guys mind no, if I just read it. it? Oh my god! Okay. No, please uh, read I'm it. I'm gonna suggest that. Okay, this guy's name is Ryan. And here's his Twitter bio. Queer supremacy, period. I sneak cheese, period. Bipolar, period. <laughs> married, to the, married to the sea, as in the ocean, period. Not safe for work. Um, hashtag ACAB. I actually don't know what that means. Um, hashtag... Wait, ACAB? All cops are bastards. <laughs> oh, all cops are bastards. Okay. Hashtag BLM abortion on demand period and then it says and then it says cheers trans flag beer gaming console sail uh sailboat and shopping bags and then it says dm welcome he has a link tree he has seventeen thousand followers and he's appears to be a white gay with a septum piercing living in seattle washington okay that's the setup All right, so he wrote this email to his family called On the Importance of Family. And he said, hi, family, comma. (laughs) Last night on a phone call with dad, he committed, he commented that he was still a Republican. I asked, even after Republicans are trying to recriminalize homosexuality across the USA? Yes, he said. As such, it is now necessary for a family email, he puts that in capital, (laughs) so that expectations are set to everyone, regardless of voting affiliation. Hear me clearly. You cannot vote for the GOP and continue to have a relationship with me. No exceptions. I am am inviting no dialogue, and I have no interest in nuance. (laughs) (laughs) Attacks in the USA by conservatives and literal Nazis against LGBTQ plus communities are growing in legislative bodies, online and public spaces. Texas leads the charge, heartbreakingly. And then he says, source ACLU.com and provides them with a link. You may be thinking, but Ryan, why are you disrupting the family over political disagreements? Why the division? Politics is arguing over the tax bracket margins, solving farmer subsidy shortages, addressing corporately supported poisoning of people, or debating the value of urban bike lanes. The safety and peace of me, my husband, and my community is baseline, non-negotiable, and unrelated to politics. But most importantly, in bold now, this is our family. To vote GOP is to divide the family. I've been As if he's not dividing the family right now. (laughs) I know. I've been out the longest, but Jessica is one half of an amazing lesbian parenting duo, duo, and Joe is a badass bisexual and figurehead in her neighborhood. (laughs) Whatever that means. That's that's half the siblings just there. And statistical probabilities are high that at least one of the grandkids are queer like us. And our and our two deceased gay uncles, probably AIDS, an ab fab <laughs> an an ab fab sequined grandpa. What is an ab fab? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Is. I don't want to know. Um, Cecil, Cece's bestie, Melissa, Ma's hairdresser, Michael, and more. Now back in bold. It becomes clear that defending queer and trans rights is necessary to defend our very family. 
Did you know that Sam and I have an escape plan in the event of genocide in the USA? <laughs> Big escalation here. Truly. We reach, we watch Florida and Tennessee and Texas, and we know our 1930s histories. We have selected a Canadian city to flee to, discussed employment strategies, administrative <laughs> topics. Parents, have y'all ever considered fleeing your homeland with your spouse, not your homeland? Okay, no. also, FYI, I live in Florida. There's so many gays here, it's fine. I know. Fort Lauderdale is, like, filthy with them. Um, he goes, I'm guessing not. How how fortunate you are. Richard and Bonnie, I speak to you directly now. You can be stubborn on this issue, or you can choose to support the family. The choice is yours. If your gay brothers were alive today, they'd agree 100% with my point of view. That's weird. So the question posed is yes slash no one, back in bold. Will you commit to not voting for the GOP ever again? All across this country, my trans and queer friends are hosting these same awful conversations with their family. Not me. Um, No longer will we allow poisons to flow unopposed. Our love is massive, but it's not without conditions. That's wrong. It should be, you should have unconditional love for your family. Your unwavering support of LGBTQ plus peace is required. Love you, Ryan. I love how it ends with love you. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) It has 7,000 likes, but now it has 334 quote tweets because the bad gays on Twitter found it. So it's been, it's been getting blown up in our corner of Twitter. Anyway, thoughts? I mean, that's so funny. <laughs> Hilarious. The uh, Canada, like, escape plan. Well, I was laughing because I was like, if you go to Canada and you get cancer, they're just going to murder you for being <laughs> for having cancer. You don't even have to be gay. Or, or just or for just being poor. Canada's just, like, poor, gay, poor, disabled, uh, just full, fully to the maid clinic, you know? <laughs> Move moving to Canada meme might be like my least favorite lib sort of like shtick. It's also just like why why do you think Canada is I don't I don't know. It's so weird that people think Canada is like so different from the US. Well, I, don't I remember even know like when Trump got elected. Country. When Trump got elected, there was like some magazine cover, I forget which magazine, but some like fucking like mainstream establishment cover that was like we wish that Justin Trudeau was our president and it had like a sexy picture of like Justin Trudeau on the cover. (laughs) Whatever that blackface motherfucker. (laughs) But anyway, Um, not, not to derail. No, that is like the most insane shit, but you see this all of the time. Like people who are like, Oh, I've gone no contact with my family because they have like the wrong political opinions. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like, did you, you really sacrificed your, entire unconditional love of your family the people that like brought you into this world at the altar of getting like what seven thousand likes on twitter like how does that feel (laughs) it is so stupid and i want to be very clear like i have a terrible family okay (laughs) like they are alcoholics they definitely beat the shit out of me sometimes i'm not asking for like lib tears about this because i'm just like families have problems people do fucked up shit I would never disown my family. Like, they are my blood. Like, I cannot help that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's so insane. Like, I just think outside of, like, um, I don't even know. I don't really think anything should make you disown your family. I guess if your parents molest you or something. I mean, maybe that's, like, the one imaginable thing I could think of, you know? 
once you like see that the whole thing is just completely fake and like just like literally brainwashing each side into like thinking the other one is like the devil and like is running the country into shit it's just like people can we just you know what i mean it was embarrassing for me to read because i remember when trump first won calling my dad and being like did you vote for trump because i was like i was like still in that like phase in my life and he was like i'm not going to discuss who i voted for with you I don't have to. That's my right as an American. And I was like, if I found out you vote for Trump, I will never speak to you again. And of course, like two weeks later, I was probably like texting him asking for money. But I just like, I'm just like, I see a reflection of like how I used to kind of feel in my, in, in that letter. But I was also mm-hmm. like, Same. in my, I was like young first off. And I feel like you grow the fuck up and you realize that that's not the also it's kind of like pussying out because i'm like if you really believe your ideals like to a to to like a degree that you like stand by them like the only move you should make is to stay connected with your family and work on i guess attempting to change their minds right isn't that actually the like noble thing to do that's what i always thought like i remember like i mean obviously this shit happens constantly but like a couple months ago i quote tweeted someone to like dunk on him or whatever and then he blocked me like whatever um but it was like some guy who had just published a book about like disinformation and about like how everyone was being seduced by disinformation or whatever And I quote tweeted him in kind of a mocking way. And then he immediately blocked me. But the whole book was supposed to be about how to get through to people who have been seduced by disinformation and how to like de-radicalize them. And it's like, motherfucker, you're not doing that. You're literally just trying to preach to a weird echo chamber. You're not actually trying to like, you know, connect with the people that you think have been so seduced by the wrong side and like bring them to your side. Because if you were, you wouldn't block me. Like the whole thing is just performative. And it's the same thing with stuff like this. Like, it's like you're cutting out your literal family members so you can be in some weird echo chamber on Twitter and be like, look how righteous I am. It's just really <laughs> depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> like, I I was, A and I watched this, like, propaganda, like, this really smart guy. I forget his name. I wish I remembered it. But um, do you remember that, A, that, like, conference, the propaganda prof- conference? What? Which one? It was like a long time. What was ago. it about? He basically. Oh, oh used- yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mark Crispin Miller talk. There we yeah, go. There yeah. we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we watched that for one of the pod episodes. And like his whole thing was like, what you should do is just recognize that like essentially everything is propaganda. And like his argument was like, propaganda doesn't always mean something bad is happening. Like if you're like a conscious consumer of media, you should just be trying to figure out what is the motive what is the narrative what is the angle what is the goal Mm -hmm. like that was his advice you know and that's the best way to go about consuming media and it's like to not say any one side or one idea is bad it's just to try to figure like to do your best to make to do an analysis of like what the goal is and like what 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 they're trying to say you know and like he also pointed out that propaganda doesn't even mean it's it's necessarily false like you can use true information to to you know try to sway people right like propaganda can be true 
Um, there all, anyway. There's always going to be some kind of story narrative that's being told, many oh. different ones at the, all at the same time. And yeah, like it's like it's not even anything necessarily nefarious. It's just a necessary tool of governance with like how do you how do you govern a population of millions without some kind of like mass media whatever infrastructure yeah you need to have a narrative but this but this person is not very smart because they've fallen into this complete trap of um they're worse they're worse than the republicans i mean they've they've he's fallen into a complete trap of I mean, using the word, I, I find it so offensive to use the word genocide for anything that's happening in the U.S. right now. That is absurd. Yeah, it's, it's so hyperbolic. Absurd. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. And it's offensive to people who actually, like, have been genocided. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, it's such an offensive thing to say. And it's like, are there debates going on about what's appropriate to, like, have in schools and, like, things like that? Yeah, that that is happening. And that's fine. That's what, like, you know, allegedly, like, living in a society is supposed to entail. Like, we're supposed to, like, talk through these ideas and like try to attempt to come to some sort of consensus but that's not genocide that's absurd yeah and it's like i know that there's like this is just such a fucking meme at this point but it's like oh here's the party of tolerance like being intolerant again but it's like that is literally what it is because you know for me like i used to be more of a lib used to be more of a leftist whatever now i'm not but most of my friends are. And a lot of my friends that like don't know what my political views are because I just don't talk politics with them. I avoid the topic, whatever. And it, most of these are friends that don't live in my city anymore. So people that I knew from the past. I'm like, okay, I know for a fact, and actually family members of mine too, I, w- I would be shocked if my family, certain family members didn't do this too. If they were to find out like my full like belief system now or whatever, <laughs> listen to this pod, like whatever, like they would definitely cancel me. But the thing that's weird is like, obviously I know all of their views. They talk about them. They shoehorn them into every conversation. They post Instagram infographics on Maine every single day. I fundamentally disagree with all of those views. I think that they're wrong. I think that a lot of them are actually extremely damaging and dangerous to society, but that doesn't mean that I can't still be friends with that person. That doesn't mean that I can't still interact with them and kind of like recognize in my mind that like we have differences but that doesn't make them a bad person but i just think that most of these people unfortunately based on the way that i've seen them behave with other people other people that they've canceled and stuff i'm just like yeah i i have a strong belief that if you found out about my you know differences like are the differences that i have to them rather that I, yeah, they wouldn't extend that same grace. And that makes me really sad. It makes it really hard to connect with people. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that they see themselves as being so righteous while being so intolerant. Well, it's just part of the like messaging on it because like the issues are always framed in such a way that the stakes are like incredibly high. Like you said, it's genocide or like if you don't get vaccinated, it's not just like your decision to get a medical treatment or not. It's like you're murdering grandmas or whatever, you know, like everything is like that. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's true. I mean, but the, and the right does it too. I want to be totally clear. I mean, like 
they constantly claim that there's like a white genocide and like all right. that stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, so it's like they they totally are doing it too. It's like both sides are like constantly throwing like genocide around. And I I I really wish that like using World War Two would like stop being a rhetorical tool for anyone because like the world has changed so much. The circumstances are so different. Like like you know, it what what happened in Nazi Germany could never happen in that like let me be clear what i'm saying could something could a horrible atrocity befall a country again yes it's happened many times since nazi germany will it look exactly the same as what happened in nazi germany no the world is completely fundamentally radically different than what 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 the world was you know at that time so it's not going to look like that trying to make comparisons to that is absolutely you know absurd and i i think it's stupid when the right does it too like i see like right right wing people doing like oh we're not even near weimar level you know levels of weimar republic levels of depravity and like quoting all this stuff and i'm like i'm like the world it's what are you talking about? That was almost a hundred years ago. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. The context is different. The conditions are different. Like you just can't even begin to like, uh, compare, uh, the world now to the world then you just can't, you know, it's impossible. (laughs) That's my, that's my take on that. (laughs) Mic chop. (laughs) And it's funny that, like, it's also funny that, like, the country that I would argue has committed the most recent genocide, arguably, is our country in the Middle East, you know? Institution (laughs) in the whole world that commits the most violence by far is the United States government. To other countries, to not not to its own people, to other places. I mean... There's yeah, not to the tender queers in Seattle. <laughs> no. I mean, how many Iraqis died? I don't even know. Probably, a, I mean, a million. Well, I have it's no okay idea. because they're homophobic, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this Seattle white guy is, is in no danger at any time in his lifetime of being, like, rounded up. And the thing that I, when I, when I quote tweeted him, um, trying to get blocked, trying to get him to engage with me. Um, I was like, if you actually believe genuinely, if you genuinely believe a genocide is is imminent, why aren't you going now? If that's if that's how you know these people are lying, you know. <laughs> well, they already they did sh- they selected a city queue. Oh, they selected a city. <laughs> I mean, like if you believed. If you, if either of you believed truly a genocide was about to occur and you were a potential target, wouldn't you be attempting to exit some plane tickets or whatever? I mean, to be honest with you, this is like so cringe of me, but part of the, not because I believe there was a genocide, I'll preface with that. But part of the reason why I moved back to the U S when I was living in the UK, like during COVID was because I was unvaccinated. And like fucking Biden and everyone was saying that like if you were unvaccinated you couldn't enter the U.S. Oh, and so yeah. I was like, I was like, shit, I better like come back to the U.S. before I'm like stuck in some country where I'm unvaccinated and like God forbid there was like a vaccine mandate there, like what they were doing in Austria, you know, where it was like everyone had to get vaccinated or you had to pay a fine. And I'm like, okay, well I'm not a citizen here. I have no recourse. I should go back to the country where I am a citizen. 
And on my way back, I was like given a hard time getting on the plane because they were like, oh, you're trying to enter America without like being vaxxed. And I was like, I'm a citizen. Anyway, all of that to say, it, I was obviously like, you know, like fear mongered myself at the time because like none of that really happened. But like, yeah, like at the time I, I genuinely was like, I better leave the country because like some shit's going down. So yeah, all of that to say, if you think some shit's going down, you actually do do something. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's obviously, that's obviously true. Like it's, it's ridiculous to say that that's not, and that's actually something like, I'm going to sound like a lib for a minute, but that was something I like argued argued with 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 my dad once because i was talking about like not all migrants on the on the southern border are in this situation but many of them are um i'm like dad if you were living in a country where there was just rampant gang violence and there was like you know whatever number of murders a day and you couldn't get a job to feed your kids like you're telling me that you wouldn't like attempt to go somewhere else to make money to like feed your kid like you would do that and like that's the thing it's like that's why i just don't believe these people when they act like that i don't believe any of them when they're when they're saying that they think a genocide's happening because if they did think a genocide's happening that you would take some sort of action i mean you weren't even you you weren't even at cassandra you weren't even at fear of of death you were just at fear of like being locked out of your country of citizenship and you took action like if you were actually believed you might be killed like i think anyone <laughs> would anyone would do anything they could to to you know to leave to go somewhere i don't know that's fine well my they have antifa protecting them in seattle <laughs> I the autonomous zone <laughs> I hate Seattle. Oh yeah, and then it turned out the autonomous zone was like a was like, you know tons like pe people were raped, murdered. It was like a horrible, you know, it was like a horrible that whole thing that whole experiment was ridiculous. Like it turns out it was actually like awful for everyone who was inside of it, you know. BPD art hose can't can't, you know, run a portion of a city. <laughs> They're, su they're supposed to be like in K holes, at like <laughs> like 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 an opening, you know, like like why like their their biggest struggle should be like walking in heels in a K hole, not not tr not trying to like run like a a portion of one of America's largest cities. <laughs> it's so so stupid. <laughs> uh, Heard it here first, Art Hose. Stay on Twitter. <laughs> yeah go go out with your girls go to go go to an opening go to some club like you're not supposed to supposed to be doing any of this shit no. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway do you guys have any last thoughts anything else people wanted to bring up I'm smooth brained. I have no thoughts. I told you this at the beginning, and i'm I feel like we actually did a pretty good job of having a conversation for for as long as I actually want to say I had a lot of fun. I thought you guys I thought this was actually a really um uh despite the fact that we talked about the original docket i it was actually a very cathartic conversation for me. I enjoyed oh, yeah, it. no, I thought it was great. I'm like just you know, really touching all the stuff that I try to avoid on the timeline. But it's like, if someone has committed to listening to the pod, then I'm like, I guess you deserve it. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I do feel kind of rejuvenated, a bit more, yeah, like lighthearted. So I think your call to cancel the docket, even though it was like a, a sort of last minute fake out, um, wasn't a call. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it set the intention. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a little, I, I feel a little, I feel a little white pill yeah, right same. now. Like I feel, I feel, I feel kind of like positive about like the world. So I think it was a good, a good talk. So thanks guys. Bye everybody. <laughs>